Good morning guys and we're here for episode 8 of the Morby Download. It's a nice cloudy morning today. Uh, I'm here with Vicky Paul who's a dietitian. Uh, she runs, uh, well she works for herself uh, with Nutrition Pool. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a, a bit about your experience and, and what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, Vicky. I um, I'm a dietitian, so I work with people trying to help change behaviours for better and healthier futures. Uh, working with people with all types of medical conditions, so high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, overweight, um, bowel diseases like sort of Crohn's disease, uh, different things like that. Um, yeah, trying to yeah. just help them change their future. Yeah, and a lot of people we don't come across dietitians very often. Because, you know, a lot of people are based on nutritionists and they'll qualify them as a nutritionist, even though sometimes they're not a nutritionist. Uh, what, what's the difference between dietitian and nutritionist? Uh, dietitians are clinically trained. We're mm -hmm. the only health professionals who actually have a, a, an underlying sort of medical platforms on knowledge. Um, we, a, a nutritionist, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. So you can mm -hmm. go on to Groupon, you can do a six-week course on you know, two hours a day and call yourself a nutritionist. Uh, there are degree qualified nutritionists out there, so there are some well-educated nutritionists. But with a dietitian, you have to do a degree. It's a four-year degree at university. And once you've qualified, uh, you have to be registered with the, the Health and Care Professions Council, which is like uh, sort of GMC. Most people know the GMC for doctors. Well, the HCPC is a, a regulatory body, body that dietitians have to um, sign up with to be able to practice as a dietitian. And you can only call yourself a dietitian if you have done a dietetics degree. And that's a, a really important view, isn't it? To try and get the information out there because dietitians are clinically trained. So anybody with a medical condition, you're fully insured to deal with. Whereas a nutritionist, if you're going to someone that's uh, got medical conditions, you're writing out food plans. I mean, really, a nutritionist, if they've just done a basic course, they shouldn't be writing food plans no. anyway. No, uh, whereas dietitians can, can't they? That's yeah. right. Um, nutritionists really should be working with people in health. So people mm -hmm. who are healthy, maybe you want to change their diet and lifestyle, who uh, maybe want to lose some weight, or they're a little bit worried, maybe they're a little sort of bit deficient in vitamin D or what have you. Um, so nutritionists really should be working with, with what we call the sort of worried well, really. People mm -hmm. who are well, but just a bit worried, they might be a bit deficient. Dietitians work with people who are you know, poorly or who are... Um, potentially going to be they've got diabetes and they want to manage the diabetes or their um you know celiac disease or something like that mm -hmm. so we understand the medical manifestation of their disease so that we can help them um, nutritionally yeah and uh what was your motivation to become a dietitian what pushed you to go into that field have you always had that interest in food or uh, no, I come to being a dietitian later in life. I started my degree at 37. I um, I initially wanted to get into nutrition because of how I had my child. I was weaner. I started you know, looking and making sure I'm giving her all the nutrition she needed as a baby. And um, it just ventured on from there, really. I sort of looked into nutrition qualifications and dietetic degrees. Um, and uh, for me, it was that the dietitian 
what I read that a dietitian is the only person who is clinically or medically trained in order to be able to talk one-to-one -one with a patient and that's exactly what I wanted to do I wanted to talk one-to-one -one with people and help them and support them I didn't just want to give general overview nutritional advice I wanted it to be very specific and tailored to each of those individuals yeah and you want to have that impact on somebody else's life saying you've had a you've had an impact on that individual saying they've changed their life for the better absolutely forward yeah uh looking at the nutrition world or dietetic world i mean because it's dietitians week this week isn't it, it is it's dietitians yeah. Week. yeah this is our <laughs> opportunity to showcase everything we do um you know because it's a lot of people the, the name dietitian implies it's just about diet so people mm. think of diet being like a, a weight management diet or a low calorie diet for mm. weight loss but dietitians are far more than just about weight it's yeah, we work in hospitals, we work with very acutely unwell people. Um, mm. When people are ill, very ill, they have a very high nutritional need because mm. their body's fighting infection and trying to repair. And dietitians work with people in the acute setting to make sure that they are getting optimum nutrition so they can um, get better. Um, yeah, so there, it's not just about weight management. It's not just about losing weight, dietitians. And I think that's that's where people do get confused because obviously the word diet when people think diet think short term absolutely it's not a lifestyle change is yeah. it where you're doing it for the long term uh and that's where you get like the weight watchers slimming world where she's quite it's meant to be long term but you can't really keep doing that sort of process and you, you will obviously do about calories in calories out you're trying to educate people to understand why they're doing it or what why they're eating certain foods or how much is actually in a portion yeah yeah, uh, I say to a lot of people that it's um, we think of the word diet. Now, diet mm. just means the food we eat. But we have adopted the term diet as a calorie controlled diet. We've kind of missed. We've dropped the calorie controlled bit and just use the term diet. So if you say to somebody about going being on a diet, they think you're in a calorie controlled diet. But mm. a diet could be a therapeutic diet for like Crohn's disease or something like that. It could be. Um, any sort of t modification to the to what you eat diets just um what you eat um so i've forgotten where we were going with that <laughs> i digressed <laughs> uh, we we're talking about uh diets being short term you're doing a lifestyle change yeah that's right so i say to a lot of my people uh, patients i do uh work a lot with weight management in my nhs role so mm -hmm. i do sort of say to people in that role that yeah don't focus on the weight focus on the lifestyle because it's not um the, the reason i'm seeing them yes they are they are overweight but it, it's the lifestyle that's led to that and it's mm -hmm. you know a lot of the time psychological things as well have led to them putting on weight so focus on how you can change your lifestyle. What can you do? Behavior change to mm -hmm. change what's happening now in here. Don't focus on the weight of it, the mm -hmm. weight side of it. If you can change lifestyle, get more physically active, think about your portion sizes, um, and the things that have led to that weight gain, your weight will naturally reduce because you will become more active and you'll be more engaged with sort of you know life and different things like that. Mm. And I've been in a couple of sessions <clears> where you've talked about like pattern recognition. So people follow certain patterns, whether it's late night eating or they never grab two biscuits. You always grab the packet and then bring it back to the chair and then mm -hmm. the whole packet's disappeared yeah. by the time they got there. Uh, so how, how do you advise around changing that lifestyle when it's been a habit for such a long time? 
breaking any habits really hard mm-hmm. and we have to kind of accept that we're not going to get it right all the time we emotionally beat ourselves up about food there's a lot of stigma and there's a lot of emotional eating that going on mm-hmm. and we make you know we get we can get very upset with ourselves if we get it wrong be accepting of you know what's happening if you do go to the biscuit tin and you end up taking a biscuit or so that's fine one particular food is not going to hurt us but it's what happens is you think oh gosh what did i do that for why did i do that uh, well i've blown it now i might as well just keep on going there's a lot of guilt based around that and then you just you know carry on eating um i would say you know plan your meals Think about when you're going to eat. Stop yourself getting over hungry as well. Because a lot of people do think that because you want to try and lose weight, you've got to stop eating. It's the food that's causing the problem. The food's putting on the weight. So therefore, I don't eat. Therefore, I'm going to lose weight. Well, it doesn't work like that. You do need to eat. You have to give your body nutrition. Um, So it's about eating the right foods and eating regularly so you don't get over hungry. Because when you do get over hungry, you will eat more when you start eating you could go all day without eating get to your evening meal and then from that moment on you could probably consume more calories in a day than you would have done if you ate regularly uh, do you think as a society there's a lot of fat shaming still going on absolutely okay. yeah in fact um you know being a dietitian uh, i i'm a, on a lot of sort of networks and forums and there has just been um there, there's a group of people that have just written to Jamie Oliver about his uh, child obesity campaign okay and that's all about fat shaming and what they're what they're saying is that his terminology is fat shaming and it's going to lead towards eating disorders um so yeah there's a a group of girls uh it's the rooted project laura thomas phd um helen lou west yeah they're they're all they you know on sort of social media platforms they've all been really loud about shouting about fat shaming and stuff like that um when you look at the news if they're talking about obesity what do they do they always show a picture of a headless person that's really heavily (laughs) overweight and it just gives the wrong impression Mm. Um, there is a whole movement of people, dietitians, nutritionists who are working towards getting away from that weight stigma and that, that sort of fat shaming. And it's it's trying to take mm. that um, sense of failure out of it because you're, you're always going to set yourself yeah. up for failure. It's, you know, let's forget about the weight. And then, that's where the whole lifestyle intervention mm. comes in. Okay, forget the weight. Yeah. That's nothing. Let's just think about lifestyle. Let's change our lifestyle. Let's, get, let's just get mm. more physically active and let's just get healthier. So obviously you've mentioned physically active and you're always promoting. You do a lot yourself, don't you, with your bike riding? Yeah. Different stuff. Uh, and obviously what's just come out in the press this week is, you know, doing a 10 minute walk mm-hmm. uh, compared to 10,000 steps, all you need to do is a 10 minute walk uh, for health benefits. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously if you're completely sedentary, doing a 10 minute walk is better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think as society, we may, we try and dumb it down a bit just to try and get them to do something rather than reaching a big goal. And then what would you say about eating? Have we become a society of where you should accept the way you are? And if you want to change, you can change. Uh, because they're trying to be health, happy with yourself, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, the, weight doesn't define who you are as a person. Mm. Okay, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you're thin or heavy. You are who you are, and you're you know a great person inside. So 
we need to sort of forget about the weight side of it. Equally saying that, I mean, being a heavier weight does predispose you towards more medical conditions. So I'm not advocating Mm. being a heavier weight, but I'm trying to suggest um, a way of being and a way of of living that is not harmful, harmful, yeah, or stigmatising to us or giving us low self-esteem because Mm. that is not, healthy it's not conducive Mm. to a healthy uh, lifestyle and focusing on all the positives you've got in life and the positives you can do okay you might not be able to go for a 30 minute jog okay five minutes walking might be all that you can do so you know get up and do five minutes walking we work um as dietitians we we are kind of we work in the real world a little bit more than sort of sort of nutritionists safe maybe yeah we're not all nutritionists a lot of nutritionists will be more sort of oh yeah have this diet of mung beans and quinoa and all that sort mm. of business whereas dietitians we live in the real world we need we know people eat real foods we know that you know people some people you know can't cook won't cook whatever will live off ready meals and we'll work with them at their starting point and help them to understand what health and a healthy balanced diet would look mm. like um but you know starting small and, and working sort of forward from that yeah. moment and i think it, a lot of it is trying to tackle behaviors of a family uh a family issue rather than it's not just kids it's not normally no, just the adults no, no. it's a whole family because this is what i tend to find with some of my clients they fail because they're partner might not be on board with it so they're yeah. eating how they've always eaten and yeah. they're trying to be on that but really they want what the partner's yeah. eating uh, absolutely in terms of health it should be a whole family approach mm. it, it everything as a dietitian that i try to get over it it's all evidence-based so it's all scientifically researched and mm. everything based and we use models like the eat well guide which is a visual representation of what a healthy diet looks like and that should be across the board mm. that should be for everybody um you know you see a lot these days that your children have one lot of food and their parents have another yeah. lot of food and, and that's you know mm. that's crazy mm. you should all be eating the same food just yeah. different sizes yeah <laughs> different portions and ideally you should all be eating at roughly around them at the same time and i know that's a little bit more difficult nowadays with people working because the children obviously you know want to eat earlier because they'd be going to bed mm-hmm. earlier but yeah wherever possible try to sit down as a family and eat yeah. i often find that people especially mums will look after their children better than they look after themselves oh absolutely yeah. so you've got to have all fruit and your five a day and everything but then they'll have a chocolate bar <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of uh, parents, not just women, but parents yeah. will, uh, you know, be very good at looking after what the children's needs are, but then neglecting themselves because they are so mm. busy running around after the children, you know, trying to get the children's you know, breakfast, etc. But then that again is where sitting down as a family and eating all together yeah. is really important because your children are learning by your behaviour. Yeah. Okay, so you might be giving them all the fruit and you're giving them everything and then you're making them sit down and eat but they are learning from watching mm. you so everything you do is going to be passed on to your children so if you're letting them sit down and eat their fruit whilst you're running around the kitchen like a headless chicken shoving a bit of toast in your mouth if you're lucky yeah. and you know glugging back 10 gallons of coffee they're watching that and they're going to live that lifestyle as they get older i know we we emphasize in our household that you know breakfast time uh my wife sits down with the kids and normally I'm going out to work. Mm. And then, especially evening dinner, if we're all in together, we sit at the table. Yeah. 
where, you know, we don't have any TV on, no radio. So you're getting all the development skills of like absolutely. having conversation and yeah, communication. Yeah, and absolutely. Social interaction is, is mm. it's a massive um, thing for mm. children. They need to learn that sort of interaction. They learn by watching you as well. They're watching mm. the way you eat. They're, yeah, they're learning all sorts of things from you without you realising it. Yeah. And how big is social pressures towards food or drinking uh, when it comes to trying to lose weight it's massive i mean we are we live in a society where food and and, you know alcohol sort of drinking is it's a a big thing isn't it nowadays we eat out a lot uh we eat with you know friends and relatives a lot and if you're going out to dinner and we were talking just then about um family lifestyles and family approaches now if you're going out to dinner with all your family and they're all going to be sitting down eating a 32 ounce t-bone straight steak you're not going to want to get your little piece of salmon and the salad are you? <laughs> Do you know I mean? yeah. so, so it, it, is, it is massive it's massive that all the way that we eat and the social pressures you get um and sort of mental concepts as well things like uh the all you can eat buffets you know, you yeah. feel like you have to go in there. And well, I've your... paid for it. Yeah. I'm going to eat my body weight in food yeah. because I've paid for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we do live in a society that does it, it does sort of lead us to... Quantity rather than yeah. quality. Yeah. Um, but just because it's there doesn't mean to say you have to take it. No. Okay. You, know, you, can, you can think to yourself, you know, yeah, well, I don't need all this food. Mm. Yeah, just because it's there, I don't have to eat it. I don't need it. Yeah. And the, the thing is, I, I know it's hard, especially with the supermarkets and everything, all the cheap foods are normally the unhealthiest, but it's what people can afford, mm. isn't it? Uh, and people don't have the time to cook. I mean, I cook, you know, I cook a bolognese, and obviously if you follow me on Facebook and everything, you will normally see Tupperware King or anything like that, mm. where I think they don't understand if they cook for themselves, they can actually do like 10 or 11 meals yeah. rather than buying something that like, I don't know, uh, some rubbish burgers or something like mm. that that's been bought for a pound. Healthy mm. eating isn't mm. expensive. Mm. People think it's expensive, mm. but it isn't. Um, and that's a massive stigma, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Well, I can't afford those fruits and vegetables. You don't have to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm. You can buy tinned or frozen or dried or whatever. You, you know, you don't have to go out and buy fresh vegetables. And if you do buy them, use them. Mm. Don't just leave them in the fridge until they go rotten and then throw them in the bin and then go, well, that was a waste of money. Therefore, it's really expensive eating. Yeah. You've got to use them. And as you said, you know, batch cooking is a really good way to go. Mm. Um, I batch cook. I, you know, I don't do it in quite the way, as the way you no. do, but <laughs> I do, uh, it's just my, me and my daughter, I'll buy, you know, a pound of mince to make a spaghetti bolognese, and I'll cook mm. it all up, and we'll have two portions, and I'll put three away, you yeah. know, and then those are, are there in the freezer, but when I work late in the evening, and I come home, and uh, I tired, and mm. I don't want to cook, I just whip it out, cook up some pasta for ten minutes, yeah. and that's it, that's uh... I do find it fascinating, because I struggle with my clients sometimes, like, uh, they don't cook. They don't cook. They just buy something from the supermarket and then, well, it's, well, it's already done, isn't it? It's time yeah. saving. Uh, There's nothing I, wrong with uh, ready meals. I know. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, see, this is where I say, like, dietitians kind of do live in the real world. Yeah. Uh, you know, I 
started off my studies wanting to inspire everybody to cook from fresh, yeah. from ingredients from scratch. Um, the vision. Exactly. <laughs> and I would still love to do that. Yeah, mm. it's something I do still feel passionately about. But, her, you know, working as I do as a dietitian, I will never get everybody to be able to do that. Mm. And it, I work with them and say, look, it's okay to have a ready meal. It's okay to have, I don't know, a, a frozen shepherd's pie, but maybe mm. get some frozen vegetables to put with it as well. Yeah, you know, pack it out that way. Um, yeah, we try to encourage people to understand food labeling mm -hmm. and so i'll talk to people about you know how to read the packets and you know understand the fat contents of food and the sugar contents of food and you can make an educated choice about the foods you buy that are in the packets yeah. you know and that that's the kind of a way forward for people who really don't want to cook um if they do want to cook there's lots of ways out there that they can learn to cook you know because there's some people who won't cook because they don't yeah. want to, but there's some people who can't cook. And maybe because mm. I'm of a certain age where I did cooking at school. <laughs> so I did learn to cook at school. And I also had a mum that cooked yeah. from scratch. So I, I picked up those cooking skills mm. and I do love cooking. But there was a younger generation whose parents didn't cook because they were all born in the 70s. And that's when the, you know, the ready way, yeah, 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 ready meals come out and microwave meals. And then, so those, the parents didn't cook and the children didn't learn to cook. So there's a whole generation of people who don't know how to cook. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there's, but there are initiatives out there. Leicestershire has uh, the Back to Basics cookery course. It's mm -hmm. a six week free course that runs through adult education where you can go and learn cookery skills. Okay. So, so there's lots of things out there that you can yeah. take part in. It's just unfortunately knowing about them. Yeah, and finding them, <laughs> finding. isn't it? Well, yeah, if so. anyone was interested in the Back to Basics, it's it's on the adult education website and it's Leicestershire. This covers the whole of the county and okay. perhaps the city as well, I believe. Yeah. Do you think there's a market there? Because obviously you see physical activity and weight loss and mm -hmm. uh, you see the, the just the weigh-ins and then doing some informational lot, which is your Weight Watchers and the other point system. Do you think there's a market for doing cooking lessons as well as weight loss and then to go home with a meal at the end of it. Well, it's funny you should it's... say that because <laughs> I have been thinking about this a lot and mm. uh, I have, I, I would like to think there is. In fact, mm. I, I think that's what I should do is do a little survey and see what, you, you know, see what you Yeah, we, we can listeners. do a survey on the back of this Yeah, today. and see what your listeners think mm. because um, it is definitely something that I have thought about doing as a, a dietitian in my private practice about doing uh, like, you know, a, a, I don't want to be a weight management group, but what no. it be a, like healthy eating group. So we mm. learn to cook healthy meals, think about modifying meals and changing them, making mm. them healthier living a sort of healthier lifestyle and then yeah. you know, the weight hopefully falls into place afterwards and because a lot of the people nowadays are practical learners aren't they they need to be mm. doing to actually learn to do stuff so some people aren't very i know with me i'm not very good at being lectured at anyway no. nothing goes in and i was on a i was on a course the other day and you know if you're sending an email people only pick out seven percent of the information mm. If you're reading it in an email and if it's especially for the long one you know i just skim through it for key words and then mm. that's about it uh, so I'm very much a bullet point, but I do learn by doing. So if I went mm. to something like that, I mean, I went on the Love Food Hate Waste that Leicestershire did for a bit, mm -hmm. uh, and that was all about, you know, when food's gone past its sell-by date, you can still cook with it, and it was an educational part of saying, well, you can eat this, you can eat this. If this smells right, then you can use that. And that, I'm not 
there's there's two different types of there's a use mm. by day and a best before day. Mm. Now a use by day, you must eat the food mm. by the end of the use by day because that would be on things like meats, meats and things and that will and, and they stuff, can cause disease if you don't mm. use them. By day. But the best before day is just it will be best before, before. that. So that would be like a, a tin of beans or a packet mm. of cereal. You know, that they might not be as perfect. It might not be as crispy the cereal when, <laughs> after their so use uh, best mm. before day, mm. but you do need to use a use yeah. by date by well, people don't understand that do they a best before date because sometimes you just see the best before date or the date's gone off yeah exactly yeah so you don't need to throw away your, your rice krispies if they've gone yeah. you know past their best before date but you do need to chuck away your yeah. your you know whatever it is in the fridge that's gone past it's used by date yeah so what's your what's your next step going forward in your world Oh, well, you know, as I said, I have been really thinking about doing a sort of cookery class type nutrition class. And I have put some feelers out with, uh, because the the issue with that would be facilities, cooking facilities. Mm -hmm. So I have put some feelers out uh, with schools, local schools, uh, with cooking, you know, kitchens to see if I can um, sort of hire their, what we're supposed to, what used to be called home ec. Yeah, facilities. Yeah. Um, so have yeah. So you can watch this space on that, and yeah. it would be really good to hear from your listeners to yeah. see if there, there's a call for it because it's all very well having a great idea yeah. that well you think's great, but if nobody's going to take it up, then... well that's it, isn't it? It's, it's about getting out there and whether people want to put that time in. But if they go home with a meal, mm-hmm. then that'd be more encouragement. Saying if you're just going to do an hour session, oh, we'll go home with a meal, and then that's your dinner for the night, mm. and then you can talk about the rest. Uh, but it is that education around how you can modify foods uh, to make them healthier. Mm. Uh, obviously, you've got Jamie Oliver. That I think the last thing he did was around sugar, wasn't it? And he did a lot in America yeah. around sugar and trying to raise awareness. Uh, it's, it's hard sometimes. It's, I think it's a hard issue to tackle because you don't want to say someone's fat. Absolutely, yeah. No, but you don't that's go, the whole weight stigma, isn't it? Well, that's the weight stigma, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're fat. You need to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, and this is the this is the problem. We're going. It, it's how to approach it, isn't Absolutely. it? We, especially with some people, because they, you, you know, you're having a go at me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It is very difficult. And I think a lot of medical professionals have a real problem with it. They do yeah. have because uh, we. It, are all in like if you go to see the doctor or the practice nurse or whatever they are all supposed to if you're overweight yeah. identify that and then refer you mm-hmm. you know if you want to go on to services like the leap program which we should run in leicestershire which is an yeah. adult weight management group um however a lot of people find it very uncomfortable to start that initial conversation mm. uh I would say to anybody, it's just ask that person yeah. how they feel about yeah. their weight. I mean, we talk about the BMI because obviously that's uh, what GPs tend to use a lot. Yeah. Uh, and the, the way I try and educate people, even though that it does have its flaws, mm-hmm. if you do no activity and you're quite sedentary, a BMI is a good, easy tool that's a two-minute yeah. tool to say you are overweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you did physical activity and you did exercise, obviously your BMI may be overweight or obese just because of your muscle mass, which weighs heavier ball. Absolutely, but you'd have to be you'd have into to train serious yeah, yeah, exactly. training. We're not talking about somebody who just goes down and walks on the treadmill for half no, an hour no. every day. We're talking about <laughs> a, a serious 
you know, bodybuilder mm. or someone who's working out really hard for yeah. for their muscle mass to be so high that it's affecting their BMI. Yeah. But the BMI was really kind of you or made for the average person, yeah, exactly. the everyday person, and it is a marker of sort of height to weight but they're also bringing out the waist circumference now as well yeah. because um you know we're all sort of different shapes and sizes and we're it's the out conventional apple shape which yeah. is more detrimental to health like some people are more pear shaped so they're kind of heavier on the sort of hip, hip size etc and others uh, are more holding it all around their abdomen it's yeah. the abdominal fat which is causing the problems because it uh, you've got two different types of fat you've got visceral fat and mm -hmm. subcutaneous fat so the subcutaneous fat is the fat that sits under the skin um, and then you've got the visceral fat which sits around all the organs so it's sitting around your kidneys it's sitting around your liver and it's that high visceral fat that leads towards sort of disease really yeah and i find you know, that's another thing that people don't understand is the difference between the different fats that they have uh, within them uh, when we try and look at uh, looking at targeting people, especially that are overweight, we're just trying to get them to be healthier. So is that life going back to that lifestyle change again? Uh, I mean, what message would you send out there to people just as a, as a bullet point saying you should do this sort of thing? What advice would you give that in one liner? Oh, gosh. Do you know, the, the one thing I would say to people is be happy, okay? Yeah. Because one thing I do feel in my in my job that a lot of, and in talking about specifically weight management, a lot of weight management stems from sort of being unhappy and hectic lifestyles. So I would say, you know, learn to be happy and maybe try some mindfulness and mm. be aware of yourself, be aware of how you're feeling mm. and... Um, try to you know from there be more intuitive about your lifestyle i mean happy is quite a broad uh, sense so how would you get them to take that first step to being happy because people just aren't happy overnight are they They're just sitting there going i'm happy today okay <laughs> well i would uh i would recommend someone if they if they feel like they're unhappy if they're mm -hmm. dissatisfied with their life is mm -hmm. to seek help yeah. Um, I'm a huge advocate of, uh, you know, sort of counselling services and things like that. Uh, so there is uh, the Leicestershire Counselling Services run by Let's Talk Wellbeing, mm -hmm. um, and anyone can refer themselves into them. So I would maybe contact Let's Talk Wellbeing and uh, get a grasp of the issues that's leading towards you being um, unhappy. Unhappy, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because as a dietitian. I can give people the tools mm. to actually make the change, but they have to want to do it. And they, that comes from within them. Yeah. If they're unhappy and dissatisfied, then they are, they're not able to make those changes. So, yeah, it, it, you've really got to work on your own sort of in, internal sort of monologues, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I would certainly suggest yeah. that. And, and then, you know, there, there, there is help out there for every mm. walk of life. You know, you can find help for emotional well-being. You can find help for losing weight, stopping smoking, mm. alcohol services. It's all out there. One, you've just yeah. got to want to do it. And two, you've, got, you've just got to get, find it and get access yeah. to it. And these are good services that are out there. And it's, it's trying to promote them and trying to get them in the forefront. I mean, obviously, a lot of it comes through the GPs in the yeah. NHS world. 
uh, and it's getting them on board to put people through for more referrals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was episode eight of the, the podcast today uh, with Vicky Paul. She's on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, uh, the Nutrition Pool. Nutrition Pool on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's at Nutrition Pool on Twitter. It's the Nutrition Pool on Facebook. Yeah, and Paul is spelled P O O P O O L E. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's my it's my name. It's a play on words. It's a play on words. <laughs> uh, and hope you have a great day. Have a happy day, and just think about your lifestyle a bit more uh, going forwards. Remember, you only have to change one little thing to get going, and then just introduce something new every week. Uh, have a great day. Uh, hopefully, speak to you soon. Obviously, on the podcast, you can leave comments. It'll be on the Facebook and Twitter later, uh, and. You know, Vicky's question was, you know, do you think there's a market out there for uh, an educational tool where we do cooking and how to modify foods and yeah. healthy lifestyles? More practical session. Yeah, more practical session uh, around living a healthier lifestyle, especially involving cooking and how to modify foods. Have a great day, guys. See you later.